Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Basketbuds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper, got Josh Houston, got Jay King, got David DeBoer producing, and we got a hell of a show for you. We will bring out the panic meter with a little twist that these guys don't know just quite yet. That's going to add some fun to the panic meter. Uh, I think Jay will especially like it. I think Josh is going to hate it. Absolutely. I have a hard time with, with rule changes when you text them to me, and I know in advance, though. So I don't, <laughs> it's absolutely heat-themed. No, it's not. It's not heat theme, but the heat will be involved in the panic meter. Uh, Plus, we've got a brawl to go to go to. We've got uh, what five through eight in the West to figure out. Um, We've got some incredible rookies, but I want to start with this. I want to start with little Trey Young news, guys, because I do think that has some significance with the rest of the season. Trey Young is out at least four weeks after finger surgery, and the East play-in should be the Hawks as like the 10 slot should be it, right? Brooklyn is falling apart. Got a new coach with uh, Kevin Ollie. They look like crap. Um, the Toronto Raptors should be better than they are. Or maybe they shouldn't be. We could discuss that. But those teams are three and a half and four games behind the Hawks respectively. And I wonder, Jay, do you think that do you think the Hawks are, are going to be fine without Trey Young? Which I know is a weird question, but I, I it does allow them to be better defensively in theory uh, at the point of attack. And, and while he obviously generates a ton of offense, I think if they run stuff in Quinn Snyder's system with DeJounte Murray as the point guard, maybe they can make up for some of that. It means more Bogdanovich. Like, I do wonder if the Hawks can stave off dropping out of the play-in completely. And that might be a Hawks thing. Or that might just be the Nets and the Raptors suck. This is such an interesting time for Trey Young to have an extended absence for them because I do think they're heading into an offseason where they're going to be faced with making a decision. Do we go with Trey Young? Do we go with DeJounte Murray? I don't think they're going to keep both of them. Right. And and so this is it's an experiment. Will they be just wait, do you wait, do you think with, you think Trey Young, Young may I think be it's possible they'll out. be okay. Do you think he may be out this summer or they would just move Murray? If I were in charge of that franchise, I'm not saying this is what they will do. I would choose one of them. And right, I would, you choose I would probably Trae Young, right? Trae Young. Yeah. But, but you could probably also get a lot more for Trey Young. So it would depend what the asking price was. Yeah. But it's it's a it's going to be an interesting experiment. How how much will this defense improve? How much will they suffer offensively? Will DeJounte Murray be fine? I I think they'll be okay. I don't think there will be some, like, total crater in Atlanta. I don't. I think they have enough talent around those guys that they'll be more athletic. They'll be bigger. Mm-hmm. Murray Josh, can handle the point guard. He's been playing out of position since he got to Atlanta. Yeah, that's fair. Josh, you 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 love a prairie. Uh, Trey Young's from the Prairie. Uh, what what do you think about this idea that they'll <laughs> be okay? Weird, what a weird connection. <laughs> it, it was. It felt weird. <laughs> weird segue. What do you? What do you? Confirmed do you, Prairie lover. Do you think? Uh, well, do you think that the Hawks would make a decision on Trey Young this summer, or does that come if he? That only comes if he forces their hand, right? Like this is strictly about can Dejounte Murray prove that he needs to s- stick around with this. Yeah, and I listen, like, I agree with Jay. They're going to have to make a decision. I don't think you keep both of them. Like Jay said, like, DeJounte's been playing out of position all year. He's a point. They've been playing him at the two. 
they're both ball dominant guards. Yeah. Right. And this is a super interesting time, right? I think maybe it's not so much of, Hey, how good can we be without Trey? Maybe we move him. Maybe it's more of a, Hey, maybe DeJounte takes on a little bit bigger role. He starts to really kind of be the engine behind this team a little bit more, take on more, more responsibility. And that only increases his value, which allows mm. them to do something a little bit more in the off season. Um, but as far as like, it's weird, right? Because you can look at a team and you go, all right, this is a, what is Trey? Trey's almost, what, 30 points a game right now? Right yeah. around. I mean, it's actually right like 30 let's and call 10, it th- right? Let's call it yeah. 30. Let's call it 30 and 10, right? Basketball is such a weird sport that you go, that 30 doesn't just disappear. No. It's got to go somewhere. Like, it goes somewhere, right? Like, let's look at Chicago, right? They lost their best score. Zach Levine, incredible score. And they're, they got better. Yeah, their offense got better. Their defense got everything just got better. So things fall into place, right? People step up. I think they've got enough talent there. People will step up. Big. I'm, I love Bogdanovich. I think that gives Bogdanovich a bigger role. Yeah, he's he's really good. Like he is so good, and I think he's overlooked because he's playing on the perimeter with two super ball dominant guards. Yeah. So I don't think that just there's not like Jay, there's not going to be some crater. With with Trey gone, I think they stick in that same spot, and and there's an energy to a team, and I think it's possible other guys are like, this is awesome, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is this is sweet. We don't have to cover for, for sure. this guy defensively anymore. We're going to touch the ball a lot more. Wait, but you get a Let's lot fewer like good setups by you know De- Dejounte's good. I think Dejounte's really good, and I I've been disappointed with his time in Atlanta because I I thought he could help complement in a way that they needed, um, but Trey Young like creates for guys Dejounte doesn't really create in that way like Trey like Trey yes you're you're gonna get more shots but Trey Young also is an incredible creator with unbelievable gravity yeah it, for sure but how often do we see people step up some guy takes on this new and you know what never and really steps it never happens in it's basketball never happened. you're no. good or you're bad yes exactly. right away yes and that's determined forever <laughs> Um, so we think the Hawks will be fine. Yeah, it, I don't know. Either, either, Honestly, I don't that know. say more I don't about that? Might know. say more about the the Nets and the Raptors, though. Yeah, probably than it does the Hawks. I, man, yeah, I, I, I like this Raptors team. From Brooklyn, the Raptors maybe. I like this Raptors team, and they just make me question why almost every time out. I do <laughs> like this Raptors. I think they should be better. I think they should be better. Um. All right, let's let's go to what I think will be a really annoying conversation with me and the both of you, uh, which is we have some historic rookie performances this season with Wemby and with Chet. Uh, Wemby, first player since Michael Jordan, second player ever to have five steals and five blocks in back-to-back games. Uh, Jordan's the only other one that did it. Wemby did have the very quotable quote of wondering, did MJ do it in losses because... You know, he Wemby lost both those games. Both of them were five point losses to the Kings and the Lakers, I believe. And so he can't, you know, the losses don't sit well with him. He's talked over All Star Weekend about things needing to be competitive and you know wanting to win and everything. And so he said all the right things. He had a five by five in that second game, which I love. I I love that it hadn't been done since Yusuf Nurkic. Like every once in a while, we get one of these. We're like, really, that guy did? Like Jamal Tinsley did it once. Yusuf Nurkic did it once. Um. But it's, that had only been done 22 times in history by 15 different players. Hakeem Olajuwon did it like six times. Um, but, you know, that's a super rare thing. So Wemby accomplishes that. And then Chet hits five threes yesterday to give him 100 made threes. And he's got well over 100 blocks on the season. He's the first rookie to ever do that. Um, Wemby will probably do that. I think he's at 82 threes after yesterday. Uh, clearly way over in blocks. Um, so he should be able to get that done. Uh, but it speaks to just, it just reemphasizes Josh that these two players are absolutely absurd. Like it does. It true. Yeah. Like I'm truly in awe watching these dog shit Spurs games every, every damn time they're up because he, he makes them so watchable, even when they're getting their teeth yeah. kicked in. Like, he makes them so watchable. And, and then, then Chet is obviously... In and you're like, damn it, why am I even watching this game? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they'll, they'll be down 20. I'm like, God, this sucks. Why why do I keep doing it? And then he'll do something freakish. I'm like, yeah. oh, right, yeah, that's why I'm watching. And then yeah. Chet is just fit in 
I don't know if you could have asked him to fit in more perfectly to what the Thunder have needed this season. Yeah, I think obviously both of them are generational, right? Like they're both just cementing themselves in the history books as some of the best rookies ever. Yeah. Right. And they're both still young. Like this is Chet's first full season. This is Wemby's first season. Like this is incredible what they're doing. And I think what's cool to think about, right, is it's what Chet has done. He's the first rookie to do it. Wemby most likely is going to join him. But what's cool to think about is the way the game is changing, the way development is changing, the way players are changing, the way everything is evolving is this is going to keep happening. Players are getting taller and those taller players are becoming better shooters. They're becoming more athletic. Like how often before in the past, I mean, you, you look at the past five years as its own thing, but before that, how often did you see seven footers that could spread the floor? Right. It was super rare. It's pretty rare. It's it's rare. How about now? It's becoming exceedingly more common. So you think like, uh, let me like the, who's the, who's the French kid that's playing in Perth? Alex Saar? like so potentially he, he, like right like, like he could he could end up coming in and doing new, this yeah right the kind of trend started with porzingis a little bit right like sure. this like, giant that could spread the floor was fairly athletic like, it's starting to happen more and more it seems every year there's this new a lot of times overseas player that is mm-hmm. a freak and they're looking at as being the next you know chet or Wemby, whatever it is and it's becoming super common for like seven footers shoot threes now seven footers they play the three they play yeah. the four they shoot threes they block shots they got long arms like it's not i don't think it's crazy to think that we're going to start seeing more and more the, of this as that, years that go by has some point guard skills like, yeah yes has yeah skills. and yeah. i agree i agree with you like the game has just changed and it's not just it changes like at the nba level it's now guys are getting taught totally different things for if sure you were that big in the past you were going to be on the block. You were going to be learning your post-up mm-hmm. footwork. You were going to be doing the mic and drill, and <laughs> doing doing drop steps, all that. And now those guys learn a little bit of everything. They learn mm-hmm. how to shoot threes. They learn how to handle the ball. They, yeah. These guys are aliens. They're aliens. Like yeah. I, There's no way we'll see a lot of Wembenyamas just because there aren't people that size. In yeah, the of course. World. That's a different – right. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a different beat. But look at Chet. Yeah, there's plenty of seven-footers. It's plenty of seven, 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 one, seven, two guys that can, that can come into the NBA. Dude, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's exceedingly common. But even still, you look at guys 6'11", seven-foot, there's yeah. lots of those that come into the league that can not shoot threes or good defensively. Like, Josh, think, of, think about, like, Wemby's what, 10 inches taller than you are? You're six seven, no. yeah. So I think he's yeah, he's seven like five. Ten, like they listen to seven ten, ten yeah. inches taller. That's than me. Crazy. So that's like me <laughs> with a someone that's five nine. Yeah, right. That's crazy. That's crazy I, to think about. Right. Like this dude's ten inches taller than you and doing all this mm-hmm. stuff with ease and still doesn't know what. Like he he had this highlight against the Kings where. You know, Domas put all these like moves on him in, in the paint, and then he would like screws he just up stood, royally on deep, just gets blown by, completely screwed, and, and then just like blocks the shot standing. He didn't even jump; he just blocked it standing. Like that what? one was close. There was one that was that was a little close. Oh no, 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 the, no there was another one that was definitely goaltending. They didn't call. <laughs> Who <laughs> no, was that? I, I, knew, I knew Zach was going to yeah. find a way to shit on yeah. Domas yeah. somehow in this podcast. I didn't sure. know going to be, but I, after our pre pre show talk, I'm not, not going to have this thing where you guys turn me into anti Domas. Like, he's a really good regular season player. I'm 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 here for it. It's the regular season. We could talk all the good things we want about him. Um, no, like he he just has these plays where like it doesn't yeah. make sense. And then Chet, like the timing he has, not just with blocking shots or anything, just the timing he has in moving anywhere that they need him to be on the His floor. Rotations are like defense you know. and offensively too. Like he doesn't just like like he he kind of moves in spaces like a guard does in terms of knowing when to flare, knowing where to go. Like his understanding of the game just instinctively is crazy impressive almost reminds me of Draymond green like just just the Mm -hmm. way he's able to cover so much ground and and be in the right spots and just think the game like a couple of steps ahead of everybody else to give him that reaction time yeah 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 Um, and and it can't be written it can't be written off because this doesn't show up in the stat sheets shot altering like you watch okc 
and like i can't tell you how many times you've been watching their games and like you're like oh chet's about to get and he has been dunked on you play defense you can dunk how many dunks have people gone for that just he disrupts yeah absolutely wide open absolutely. like he just he just disrupts shots same with Wemby. like it they're can't both, be oh, over, overstated how both, much they just screw up teams offenses they're both big and skinny and you would think like maybe yep. these guys are tough they're both just bad they're not getting bullied they're not they're getting bullied competitors like you would think they might you the, know 19 um, years old 20 years old they're not getting bullied you, you know what's crazy is and granted like these the on off numbers are there's a ton of noise in them right so you can't just take them you know, as like, this is definitely what it would be. But the Spurs are 24th in defensive rating this season, right? Real bad. When Wemby's on the court, that defensive rating would be seventh in the league. Like, that's, granted, there's a lot of noise in that. You can't just say, like, that's what they are. But that, like, that shows but you the impact. minutes with Sohan. <laughs> right. <laughs> Correlation does not prove causation. <laughs> But in, this, but in this case, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, right. for sure, because that just you watch any game and you see these guys just blow by their defender and get to the anywhere near the paint, and you can just see their head. Yeah, you can see them doing the geometry in their head, like, ah, oh, shit. Like, like, where do I have like, to put this? Where, put are, this shot? where are they? Yeah. <laughs> and when Yama now is like so much better than Wemby Yama at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And I watched him at the beginning of the season. I was like, "This dude is something." I'm like, "The worst." Well, I remember you said you said he couldn't hold up to the rigors of the NBA season, much like Ante Tomic. My my troll tweets were phenomenal during summer. I I really, I really wanted to to retweet that the other night, but I also didn't look the mention. Malnourished Andre Drummond. I called him. (laughs) Ante Zizic. Who else did I compare him to? It was like the most outrageous comparisons that people still every time he has a good game somebody will retweet one of those tweets <laughs> so yeah uh to to cap it off with one of the worst tweets you can see about the nba the league's in good hands guys the league's in good hands such a stupid nothing statement to make on twitter based of the nba um they'll be all right where else are we oh <laughs> get to this fight the other night between the pelicans and the heat so it's been a contentious few days because we had unwritten rules that um in minnesota and in minnesota and 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 in the bay um with the hornets getting mad at uh oh man i can't remember who lester quinones for the warriors yeah uh where grant grant williams i just i don't it's not just a grant williams thing but i don't understand the talking, like the getting in someone's face, and you just start rubbing your foreheads together. I'll never understand that. But Grant Williams did that with Kionis, like just came Not in there the and just started. Grant Williams has done that. That's true. It's his move. And then in Minnesota the next night, uh, Conley takes a three with like, I don't know, three seconds left on the shot clock, 23 seconds left in the game. And Dennis Schroeder just pushes him immediately, and they, they get into it a little bit. And then also we had. Kevin Love wrap up Zion Williamson didn't really like wasn't a hard foul like he like oh, he no fell. it was even Zion was, after the game was like oh I wasn't like I wasn't was really like he tried to he tried to soften like my fall yeah you up. try to pick you try to catch a 320 pound <laughs> guy when they're on their way down like everybody's dropping him and so and so then Najee Marshall and Jimmy Butler get into it. And Najee, like, kind of maybe tries to choke him. I don't know if he actually tried to choke he him. He put just his like, hands on his neck, at least. He did, yeah. Wayne, and, yeah. Wayne Brady style. And, and so Jimmy obviously didn't like that. And then <laughs> Thomas Bryant and Jose Alvarado, like, come off the what bench and start up. fighting right in front of – or start, like, getting what into it right up. in front of – uh, the score or right for the scores table. And what I love is on the Pelicans broadcast, which Olmeyer and uh, and AD, um, is you can hear the the yelling and stuff, right? Because they're right next to their their mics and everything, and you can hear someone say, "Get that guy the fuck out of here!" And it's because a fan <laughs> in a CJ McCollum jersey had like thrown something at these guys, like at Thomas Bryant or whatever. And so Alvarado and Thomas Bryant are suspended three games. Jimmy and Najee and Jovic, who came off the bench during it they were suspended one game each and let me say this what a brilliant move by jimmy butler 
because it's just one more game tonight against the Kings where it's like, hey, hostile environment on the road. You guys have to go out there without me and let's see what kind of character building we do. What do you guys think of the the unwritten rules and the scuffle in New Orleans? It was magical. That was a special, special, the Miami fight. It, Jose Alvarado against Thomas Bryant. You knew Jose Alvarado was going to fight. He the, was going to get into the it. Biggest yeah. guy on the court. It was going to be the <laughs> biggest Absolutely. My favorite clip of that whole thing, I don't know whether you guys saw it. There was a clip from like a fan cell phone. <laughs> it's Jose Alvarado oh, yeah. Yeah. off the court and he's shadow boxing in, in the hall waiting for yeah. like, <laughs> just so fired up that they had just been in a fight. Just so happy about it so all. Good. He, oh, he, he man. Just shadow boxing, like just loving life. That's the Jose Alvarado I know and love so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely I, I, great. I just had a problem with like list like the Kevin Love thing. Foul, sure, but it's a strat. You wrap a guy up, you don't give him the end one. You try to control him on the way down, keep without like putting them in danger by like tripping. You know, like that's mm. that happens. It wasn't above the neck. It wasn't. It was. Neck. It was just totally fine. And it Zion totally didn't react. Zion didn't Zion like get up and get his face. Like, but what drives me nuts is that. And it's, it's, I can almost guarantee those guys will run into the other end of the court, weren't even looking at it, heard right. a whistle, turn, and all they see is Kevin Love hands on Zion as he goes down. 100%. And everybody just freaks out. And, but I get it on one end where it's like, you don't want to be the guy who doesn't stick up for your teammates, right? right. You don't want to do that that you don't want to be the guy with the optics of standing on the sideline. Like, I don't know if you guys saw it. was hilarious watching. Did you see Steph on the bench during the the Quinones? Yes. Yes. Steph, a statue. There's a fight on the floor, towel on his head. Because we got 12 seconds left. He's like, let's go home, man. Let's go home. And he also doesn't want to get suspended, you know? That's that's the absurdity of it all, right? Don't don't mess with Lester. Do not mess with Lester. That dude looked like a switch just flipped. He was ready to fucking go nuts. I think I, it's he, it, he, the yeah. way his eyes popped. And I was like, no, no way. I'm not messing with Lester. Yeah. Not nobody wants, that. I mean, except maybe Jose, nobody wants to actually fight. I think Brandon Ingram wants to fight at all times. I think Brandon Ingram is like, he's always ready to go. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like it's not that serious everybody was just trying to like it's the optics of it they saw you, you know what's the corny thing to me like obviously right. like no one would want to fight Najee marshall no one would have would want to fight jimmy butler right like these are big strong guys or whatever but i love i love the the online chatter of it all of like oh i don't think he wants a piece of Najee. like neither of these guys want a true fight here not because they're but because like it's just like there's no point to it and it's it did feel it's kind of to what you said, like these guys didn't see it. All of a sudden, they see a they hear a whistle. They see, you know, I got to get whatever, and they, and it's like it's so performative. Oh, for sure, it's because, so performative to be like, I got you yeah, back. I got yeah. my teammates back. Like even Jimmy's, but you don't want right? to be like, the guy sitting on the, right. especially if you're not a star. You don't want to be the guy that's just yeah. watching your teammates get in a scuffle and you don't you don't get involved. Yeah. I also, you gotta be there. What's up with the unwritten rules stuff? This I oh, I cannot stuff. stand this stuff, I don't man. Why it's flaring yeah. up? Like, the shot clock was still on. He's shooting to beat the shot clock. He's not trying to run up the score. He's not trying to do anything else. Mike Conley was shooting a three because the shot clock was running out. That's it. Mm-hmm. And Mike Conley's like the nice guy in the NBA, but I don't understand the seventeen-year zero techs. If it was was the last possession of the game and the shot clock's off and they're going in for a bucket, then get mad. I'm okay with that. Even then, when when it's like a young guy, when it's a young guy who doesn't like play a whole lot, I don't have a problem with it. Like, go get a bucket, man. Go get a bucket, right? Like, like Lester Quinones, like, like, he's allowed to go get a bucket there. You know, like, I just, I don't have a problem with it. And the whole, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe don't get your ass kicked in a game where you don't have to play all the way through 48 minutes. Like you're all professionals. You're all adults. This isn't like protecting high school teams from running up the score. Right. Like I just, I think that unwritten rule shit is so corny. What is it? The the only people it should impact if Lester can only scores a bucket there, the betters. That's it. (laughs) 
That's it. Dang it. You know <laughs> what? Else. Who cares if Buster Canone is scoring? a Grant Williams betting scandal or something. I don't know. But, like, yeah, it was so weird. And, that, you know, what? Grant Williams, I think, was the same thing as what Josh was talking about. Like, I don't think he saw – I think he just saw, like, Miles Bridges was in his face. And, like, there was yep. a little bit of a shove. And so he runs in and, like, yep. I'm a tough guy, you know. Yeah. But I, so I will say the Hornets needed some of that. They they needed somebody who was going to play with a little attitude, a little little edge, a little competitiveness. Sure. You go up against the Hornets for the last, like, what, three decades? And it's just been easy. <laughs> It's just been easy. You know you're in for an easy night. It was even it was even easy when Anthony Davis was on the team, right? Like it was even like kind of easy against them. Like those teams were not like they were weren't terrible. They won like 45 games, but they, you were no one was worried about them. Nobody's worried about the Pelicans back then. Like that that Pelicans team, that Hornets team, like these are teams that need a little edge, but let's not force it. That's right? my yeah. Let's don't be yeah be believable yeah the nets do they need it no not from dennis schroeder i don't i don't buy it from dennis schroeder <laughs> dennis i don't know why. no he's a big unwritten rules guy he i know that, like <laughs> i mean you don't want to become the brian mccann of, germans of are basketball. very germans are big time rule followers man uh next next topic western conference five through eight the Mavs, the Pelicans, the Suns, and the Kings, all within a half game of each other. Uh, who do we think finishes out with the five seed and the six seed? Who's staying in the play-in tournament? I believe in the Mavericks. I believe in the Mavericks. Oh, man, I'm so in on this yeah, Mavs team. After I the believe in line. the Mavericks. Yeah. Last yep. eight games. So since Kyrie got back, they are third in net rating, seven and one. Their defensive rating is number four. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they have a – to me, their roster just makes more sense now. They're bigger at every position. They're athletic around Luka and Kyrie. They have a lot of guys who can defend around those guys. And and that, to me, like, when you put that with the way Luka's been playing, the way Kyrie can make shots and plays, that is a dangerous team because they have the stars and then they mm-hmm. have competent role players around them that fit. And, Luka, and Luka's playing out of his mind, man. Just like, Yeah. That MVP chatter is getting real loud, and it should be because he is—he's just playing unbelievable basketball. Like, yeah, I—I I believe in the Mavs for sure to be in that top five, and then I mean, I guess I would—I would default to the Suns just because I believe there's an asterisk there, though, right? Like an unpredictable: Are they going to be healthy? Right. It's not just yeah, about because Bradley. They, it's not about their skill. It's not about right. their skill. Right. right. It's this unpredictable. Well, who's going to yeah. be healthy and play? I do have some questions about them basketball wise, though. It's not only are they healthy for sure. Also, yeah. Like, yeah. are they able to to make easy, make easy plays for themselves? Because we know those guys can go bonkers. We know mm-hmm. they will go bonkers. We know Kevin Durant and Devin Booker especially are going to hit just insane shots. Can they get some easy buckets? Can they get stops? Can will their supporting cast hold up to right. even a moderate extent? I don't yeah. know. It's the depth, right? It's that so, depth, especially when you get in like a seven game series that can be a huge yeah. problem. So so f- Dallas has the easiest remaining schedule according to Tankathon of those four teams. They they have the 18th toughest schedule the rest of the way. New Orleans is at tenth. Sacramento's at eighth. Phoenix is the is the toughest schedule, mm. the rest of the way. So maybe, <clears throat> yeah, I believe in Sacramento to to finish top six. Because I I hated I, Jay I, I Jay abandoning them for the Rockets, who are not even in the playing tournament at this point. Jay abandoning yeah. them and saying they weren't going to make the playoffs and everything. I I think this team is still obviously good enough to be in the top six. Uh, I mean, you they, did say they that. That's just like I said they would. I. Uh, you said well. You said they wouldn't make the playoffs. It, it's still possible. And it's, it's still I, possible. There's a lot of there's a lot of beams being lit up into that sky still. So, I don't know. I'm gonna <laughs> go with the Kings. Possible. I'm going with the Kings. I like Kings and Mavs. I like Mavs. Top six. I like Mavs Kings too. That's that's yeah. yeah. I think I think if you were to come up and tell me that everybody on the Suns is going to be healthy. At least for a you, huge, you large majority, it might change. Um, 
Well, the Pelicans same kind of question, like, right? Like, yeah, same it's like, question. Yeah. and it's and it's and it's beyond Zion's available. Like Brandon Ingram misses a ton well, of time. Like CJ yeah, McCollum misses a ton of time. Yeah. Like, they, like yeah. yeah, if you tell me the Pelicans are gonna be healthy, that's a great defensive team. It's a really incredible offensive team. I think Willie Green's a good coach. Like, yeah, I I believe in their depth. They're super in deep too. Their their depth deep. is is impressive. Absolutely, but they also like yeah they they seem to battle guys in and out of the play or in and out of the rotation and. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I, I believe the Kings are, you know, I think the Mavs are legit. Like the Mavs, I think are closer to that top four in the West than they are to the group they're in, in terms of just peak, um, and like reasonable peak with availability and everything. But the, the Kings seem steadier to me. And I think that's what you're kind of looking for is just what's that steady finish to the season. Versus, like, you know, the Pelicans can be up and down. The Suns can be up and down. I, I think the Mavs' injury issues from the first half of the season, like, I, I think that's probably behind them. I think they're going to be okay now that they've made these moves and everything. So, yeah, the Kings are probably the steadiest of those. So, and also just you said they weren't going to make the playoffs and it's their top six. That's, that's really nice for me. Go Pels. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to special terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker. Dealer. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time to bust out the panic meter. All right, scale of one to 10, I'm gonna give you four scenarios. And the panic meter, 10 obviously being the most panic you have about this situation, one being the least amount of panic, but here's the thing, all right? Yeah, here we go. You gotta give your score out first, and then I want you to deliver your take based on that score. So if you're at like a nine or a 10, I wanna hear some panic in your voice. I want to see some panic oh, on your face. Okay, so the act. Okay. As you talk oh, okay. About this. I was like, "How is the city different?" We have to explain ourselves, but you want that. The, the, I want the that theatrics. I want the, yes, I, want the I know Jay was thinking the same thing. I, Jay was, I was like, "Don't we usually just talk about why we feel that way?" <laughs> no, I want to feel it. I want to see it. I want to hear Nine, it. And I refuse to elaborate. <laughs> no, you have to elaborate. You have to elaborate. <laughs> 
So uh, need, all right, okay, so, so scenario need... <laughs> number one, Jay, we'll start with you. Let's bust out those acting chops. Five. Everything's a five, Jay. Well, then I better feel a five in panic. There is no even keel here, unless it's everything's a one. That's Jay. That's all right. Panic meter. The Lakers don't make it past the play-in tournament. What's your panic meter? So Seven. I have a question. So what would what would our panic be if they do not make? No, your panic in terms of like I say, like I say, the Lakers are not going to make it past the playing tournament, right? Like they're going to lose in the playing tournament. So that's and the reality. That's the that reality. How much panic does that induce? Gotcha. All right. Oh, okay. So we're judging. Like, we're not like, judging no, how panic Jay, Zach is a fortune teller, and he's telling us what is going to happen. Okay. Okay. I how get do it. you respond to that? Yes. This it takes a little while for me, as you yeah. guys know. Thank you for because I need to I need to I need to invoke these despite the near perfect SAT score. Jaden, <laughs> yeah, he had the SAT test giver, you know, act out and and say all of the questions for him in real time. Jay's wicked smart. Uh, I overachieved on standardized tests. I don't know why you guys are going, coming at me for that. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> The Lakers do not make the play and do not make it past the play in tournament. Uh, scale of five, one to five, no, one, one to ten. <laughs> Unbelievable. Seven. seven. Okay. Seven. Now tell me why with a with a seven in panic meter in your voice. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which? Yeah. This, which? The, I mean, the the reason is pretty clear. Like, they should not be expected. They should not be expected to to do anything of substance. This is not a very good team. It's not. Even with LeBron James, even with Anthony Davis playing at a high level, they should be expected to miss the playoffs or come close to it. I don't know how anyone reasonable could look at this team and the way Darvin Ham has managed it and think to themselves, this team has a realistic shot. This Dave's team- right. Dave's yeah. right. You did start out sounding like Jerry Seinfeld. This is- <laughs> What's the deal with the Lakers missing the play? Why would anybody well, expect that? Well, I think it'd be totally expected. Look at the other teams that are potentially going to be in the play-in tournament. It could be mm-hmm. Phoenix. It could be Dallas. It could be Sacramento. Like, really good teams. Mm-hmm. The Warriors. Josh. It could be the Warriors. Like, Josh, why, why, why should people panic about the Lakers? But there will be panic because it's the, the end of LeBron James's career, mm-hmm. and they're they've wasted some incredible years from this guy already. They sure have. They've wasted them. They have absolutely wasted LeBron James. That, that is of- why it's a nine. I don't know how you can ignore. You can't ignore, like, I get that you're like, oh, why should they expect it? But they do. They do expect it. Mm-hmm. Lakers when you've got LeBron, well, when you've got, it's the I'm Lakers. I, no, I, but you, is... can't ignore, you can't ignore the reality of it. I know it doesn't make sense, but it's the reality. People expect more. It's terrible acting by you guys. Well, we're not acting here. Panic. We're just putting out panic. Out. I am losing my mind over here. This means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I how you can't Clearly. ignore it. I get, I get that you 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 say, oh, they're delusional. They how can they possibly? But they do. It's the mm-hmm. Lakers. It's LeBron. Mm-hmm. But how they how? they still. But I, that doesn't LeBron, matter. LeBron that doesn't matter. It's the reality. Emojis. He doesn't think they're gonna fucking do anything. He doesn't. Doesn't so matter. It we? does not. It, why should we? I don't think it matters. Schleck makes a great point. Panic just means getting a higher pitch voice. <laughs> That's what happens when you panic. It does not matter how absurd it is they expect it. They just do. The fans, the end, everybody. All right, next one. Next one. (laughs) Josh, we'll start with you. Oh, man. All right. Scale of 1 to 10. The Warriors don't make it past the play-in. I'll remind everyone that Josh said that the Warriors would not make the playoffs at the start of the season. A a three? Okay. (laughs) So a little a bit three? of panic. A little bit of panic. I mean, when you just said everyone should expect LeBron, it, should, it would be panic to hell. If because LeBron I didn't expect it. Because Curry I didn't expect it, Jay. Cool. I, I cannot because... get enough of Jay panicked. I, <laughs> I almost just want Josh to shut up here, but I am interested in Josh's takes on this. But Jay is really the three. I this. don't. 
I, it just does not seem it's it's just does not seem as urgent because of the fact that LeBron year in and year out because he's, he's so moved teams he's, he's moved teams he's gotten coaches fired he's gotten players traded uh-huh. yeah. that has not occurred in the Steph Curry era right there's not so we may not be looking at any changes happening if the Warriors don't make the play in who knows? I mean Steve like Curry's got an extension right like two years like we 35 may, million may, or something like that nothing may happen yeah. literally nothing may happen LeBron and the Lakers don't make it. You can bet your ass either he's gone or if most of that team is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've had so much turnover. Gone, roster. like yeah. they are just gonna—they're gone. So I think it's a completely different scenario. Steph does not have the reputation of clearing house. They haven't had to clear house, right? Mind you, in his entire career, but like he doesn't have that reputation, and so it's just hard for me to see it as something that's going to happen where they don't make the play, and then all of a sudden the Warriors are abandoning ship and trading Clay and Draymond, and they're firing Steve Kerr and bringing in new men. Right. Like, that's just not something. They may not make any moves whatsoever. Jay, and I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Jay, you clearly have more panic than a three here, so what's your panic meter on? I tell you, the Warriors do not make it past the play-in tournament. This is nine. This is nine, and Mike Dunleavy, he should be on 15. 15 as a higher pitch. That's all it is. It's higher pitch. If, if they don't make the playoffs, Mike Dunleavy, Mike Dunleavy should be the most shook man in all of the NBA. Mike Dunleavy <laughs> Jr. took over from Bob Myers just to break up a dynasty. That That's what his role is, is to break up a dynasty, to decide when that dynasty is over, to decide when to pull the trigger, to decide how to pull the trigger. Steph Curry is still playing at an amazingly high level. They just extended Steve Kerr. Those two guys are going to be around. Anybody else could be gone. I still think their best solution involves Draymond Green, but Clay, possibly goodbye. Andrew Wiggins, possibly goodbye. They've got young guys in Kaminga and Pajemski who are worth developing and worth playing and worth being a huge part of the future. They need more size. They need more athleticism. They need more rebounding. They need more defense. This team needs a lot. There should be so much panic over there. I don't know why they weren't panicked before the trade deadline. They should have been I mean, panicked it, before the trade it deadline. It feels like a nine right now. I got to be honest. It feels like a nine. All right. I'm going to. I maybe should be gasping for breath if they, if they <laughs> miss a play. This has gone so well that I want to. I'm going to save the last two. We're going to do this in a couple of weeks. We're going to bring the panic meter back out because I almost forgot, guys. All right, so the panic meter is, is shut down for now. Great job, great job. But there's a topic that I forgot about, okay? I just remembered, I want to make sure we get to it. The Clippers rebrand. Oh. I saw someone say, you know, what if we did the Wizards branding but just put a ship on it? Um. There's this cruise liner, which I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Titanic comparisons if the Clippers lose, right? Uh, Aaron Edwards, who's a who's a funny comedian, Aaron Edwards said that a a a ship in a bullseye as a logo just looks like the movie Speed Two, Cruise Control. Um, it's there. There's. Yeah, remember in Knocked Up where um, where Seth Rogen's dancing with Katherine Heigl and he's doing the dice thing and they're like, he's doing the dice thing too much. This feels like the the script across the chest of the jerseys, they're doing the dice thing too much. Every jersey cannot have this same script across it. I, like, the court looks so mundane. The color scheme is so boring. The script is so boring. And I feel bad because I feel like the Clippers had a real chance here to make some great, like even if they had just gone back to that, like Brent Berry, Lamont Murray, red and white with a little bit of blue, I think that would have been a great color scheme. But this does feel very like Pelicans, Wizards, bland rebranding. This was actually an amazing. I'm going to pick up where he left off. Um, yeah. I think it's, I mean, I get the criticism. Oh, there he is. 
Wait, say that, Jay, say that again. We lost you for a second. Yeah, yeah, we lost you. We missed that whole thing. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. This is an amazing rebranding, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because before today, mm-hmm. I had zero idea that the Clippers were named after a boat. I had no idea that there was any, point. any water really thing at all. Point. And Jay, now I Jay, know they were Jay, in the San Diego Harbor. San Diego I had no clue. What? Didn't know. Did not know. You did, Jay, you knew how long have, I had no idea. You didn't? Jay, how long have you covered the NBA? Decade plus? Yeah. Josh, you played in the NBA? You guys didn't okay. know Clippers were a ship? I do not. It, now, this might be really hard for some people to believe. I don't study team. They don't make you study team histories before you play in the NBA. I mean, you're not just curious one day after a shoot-around? Hey, why are they called the Clippers? I've never been happen? curious. I've never never thought to wonder why. Is why is any team called ball. anything? Well, for branding purposes, you know? And now they've rebranded. Now I know. Now now think there... all year they can sell. They could sell I don't ships? Know, Christmas ornaments with, a, with, with ships on them. I'll buy one. You'll <laughs> buy one? <laughs> Free today, you were like, I'm not going to buy a Christmas ornament with the Clippers. Now you're like, hey, put a ship. If it's a ship, a hook, got me. I'm in. I got him. I'm hooked. Wow. I'm in. Yep. What do we think of the, the color schemes? It does seem very wizards. Where else would you want them to go with? Because those are the same color. The red, white, and blue is a better, a better red, their white, and blue. It's a oh, better color. Blue. But what's a better red, white, and blue? Not like, the wizards. Where do you... I'm... I don't think you should look like another team's color scheme if you're going to do this big rebrand. I think there's so much there for the Clippers in turn. Like, again, like I think some of their older stuff, the D Miles, like Quentin Richardson, Lamar Odom jersey, like any of those, I think are better rebrands yeah. for them. Even they if they went to the powder blue, the powder blue would have been they'll, great. They'll would have been away. incredible. Yeah. They'll yeah. come with yeah. the alternate <clears throat> jerseys. They'll have all that stuff. Sure. This, but, but Nike the, has the proven not trustworthy with this stuff. Brand. They're boat. This, they're boats. Now they're affiliated with boats. They've man. been this boats. Awesome. I'm, tell, I'm telling you, they were the Buffalo this. Braves and then they were the San Diego Clippers, right? No idea. Okay. Ty Lu is going to drive that boat right into the NBA Finals. Let me tell you, he's going to drive. You missed a it. Boat you weren't on here. You weren't on here, Jay. But Zach said he can see some Titanic themed jokes yeah. coming out if it's clip the Clippers do not. Yeah. Like yeah. They, yeah. That that is that does set yourself up. Sometimes you have to you have to brand against the jokes, right? You got to avoid jokes and branding. Like, and I just, I just think this is such a missed opportunity. You, like, you're opening up a new, like, it's going to be the best arena in the, in the world. Like, you've got an incredible team. You've got all this stuff. And it just felt like just a huge misstep. Like, I, there are some teams where I'm like, I think the Wizards branding and color scheme and everything is boring as hell. I think the Pelicans branding and, and color scheme is boring as hell. And now the Clippers have joined that to me. The Clippers before, like, I think it was, like, solid. I don't think it needed that rebrand. And now it's rebranded to something very bland. And so you will have to completely rely on the Both. alternate jerseys, alternate uniforms, alternate and courts. And boats. Yeah. <laughs> and boats. Yeah. I, I was stunned. I was like, whoa. I never even once, for one second, thought, what does is, what is Clipper mean? I just that was the name of a basketball team. What, did you think it was like hair clippers? I never, literally, never spent a second of time thinking about I it. Guess, I, I didn't. Watch, yeah. Same. It was just. I was like, there's probably some reason, but you know, it? the Knicks are named after pants. Yeah, knickerbockers. Didn't know that. No. You know, the Hornets are named after bees. I figured that much. Oh, okay. All right, just see, Those are two just different see, things, actually. But to be fair, like, are there raptors in Toronto? Like, have they found a lot of no. dinosaur well, bones? Jurassic in Park Toronto? was super popular when they came up with, like, all right, we're going to put a team in Toronto. Genuinely, what the. They left kidding. it to a fan vote, and the fans voted for raptors because Jurassic Park, and I think they voted in like 94, what it was going to be, or 93 or 94, and Jurassic Park came out in 93. Raptors were massive. I do, I do wish it was a little bit more. 
hey, here's where we're from. Here's what we're famous for. Here's our team name. Denver sure. Nuggets. Fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Like the, the idea of the mountains and the, absolutely you know, beautiful. Yeah. You know, like what is uh, uh, Dave just asked what Toronto is, is famous for poutine, the Toronto poutines. Oh, you just had this like messy ass mascot sipping <laughs> gravy all over the yeah. gravy and cheese all over the court. And then they got to clean it up. I love that idea. The mascot should be the idea. thing that comes through the doggy door on. I there, think you should leave. There's a. <laughs> For 45 seconds, I thought. <laughs> the Dude, monsters were real, and they were honored. Real. Um, maybe we should just rebrand everything after I think you should leave. I think that's what it should be. Um, I'm game. <laughs> so game. Make sure you're subscribed to the, to the Athletic for the best coverage of sports in the stretch run of the NBA season. Make sure you are subscribed to the Bounce free newsletter every single morning. Theathletic.com slash the Bounce. Make sure you're checking us out. On all podcast, I would not just Spotify, not just Apple Podcast, whatever I want, all of them five star reviews, subscribe, automatic downloads, play it all the way through on every single platform. I don't think that's unreasonable. I've seen how I waste time on the internet. I see how other people waste time on the internet. I think you can work that into your schedule, right, Josh? You know who doesn't? You know who doesn't waste time on the internet? Mm. Dave disagree that's gonna do it for us for dave Schlecht, for jay for josh i'm zach keep it locked on the athletic As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.